I appreciate you coming and being with us here tonight. I'm trying to, well, I'm just uh, not uh, taking his place, just kind of trying to fill in a little bit tonight. Uh, I hope that uh, God's blessed you today, and it's been really hot, and it's going to be hot again tomorrow, but you know what? I know where I'm going where it's not going to be so hot, and uh, I was down to Goodyear one time years ago, and and uh, working there, and I was, uh, I'm was i a journeyman millwright, I was telling you, a man a while ago, and I worked a lot of uh, factories, and and uh, all of them were hot. Some of them had air conditioning, but it didn't matter. When you're working, it, you get hot. Uh, but uh, we were working down in a Banbury. It was putting in a new uh, Banbury motor. And, uh, you know, and I had some guys working around me I'd been witnessing to, and I knew they were lost. And, and uh, I said, I, I'm so glad that I'm going to heaven when I die because if hell is hotter than this Banbury, I know I couldn't stand it. Amen. And uh, they say, you know, like that and uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I got my point across, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm going to uh, be in uh, 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 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2. Now, when I, the last time I was here uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, uh, it was uh, we were started in our Sunday school and auditorium class had started in 1 Thessalonians. And I got through uh, chapter 1 and part of chapter 2. And I said, Lord, I'm going to do this on uh, uh, Sunday mornings. And he said, yeah, but you've missed two weeks, so you're going to do this tonight. And so we're going to be in the last part of 1 Thessalonians tonight. But before we do that, let's have a, a season of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you again tonight. Father, we thank you for the day and uh, being able to be here tonight and, and worship you, Father. Thank you for the song service and all the things you've done so far for us, Lord. And we pray for these ones tonight, God, that is made mention of, Lord. And, and God, you might bless them. Some have this uh, uh, coronavirus, Lord, and others have other things going on in their life, Father. And I pray and God, you might bless them tonight, and, and God, you might just help them in a special way. And the ones that are witnessing, Lord, I've been praying about a young man I need to witness to, and I pray I'll have the opportunity, Lord, to do that. And God, I pray you might just bless us tonight, and be with us. Everyone raised their hand. We all have burdens, Father, tonight. I pray you might bless that, Father. Just help me tonight, Lord, as I try to bring the message, Lord, a message of comfort, and that, God, we might realize uh, only you, God, can uh, change things this whole world, Father, tonight. I forgot to make mention to pray for America and pray for our leaders, I pray. And God, some way or another, that this mess might get straightened out. And Lord, I pray that God, you'll just help us tonight and be with us, Lord, and help us to be faithful to you and stay with you. And we pray for uh, Zeke, Father, tonight. And God, you bless him. It's the first time he has been away from here uh, preaching. And I pray that God, you'll fill him with the Holy Spirit of God and you'll touch his heart. He might even have souls, Father, for his labor tonight. Lord, I ask God just to be with us tonight and lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. In uh, 1 Thessalonians in chapter uh, 2, and we'll start in verse number 12. In verse number 12 tonight, and uh, you don't have to stand tonight. I'm just going to uh, share some things with you there. He said that you would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Walk worthy. That's what uh, God wants you and I to do tonight is to walk worthy. We've been saved by the grace of God. Listen, uh, 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 we, uh, because we're a child of the king by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many things that we cannot do as Christians because we are Christians tonight. 
There's a lot of things we just cannot do. We can't be involved in because we are Christians tonight. Because God has called us uh, to a holy walk and a life uh, that is well-pleasing to Him. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And uh, uh, that does not mean that you know, that uh, we're to be a stick in the mud and, and uh, you know, hold our nose up in the air and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a, a walk worthy. It's a humility type walk is what he's trying to get across to us uh, here tonight. But he's, these Thessalonians, he was so proud of them. I mean, they'd gotten saved by the grace of God and, and God was working in their heart and life and, and uh, they were excited about growing in the Lord and, and Paul was too. And, and I mean, we'll see where he wanted to get there and, and couldn't. And, and uh, so... It's very important that uh, he uh, begin to uh, share these things with them. He said, you walk worthy uh, of these things. And uh, that uh, because you are called unto his kingdom and glory. We're uh, called of God. And when you get saved by the grace of God, then you're called of God. You're a part of God's kingdom. You see what I'm saying? You're a part of his kingdom and a part of uh, what God intends for you and I uh, to do as a Christian. Now he uh, talks about in verse 13, receiving the word as from God. Uh, you know there's a scripture over here in Matthew in uh, chapter 5 in the uh, Beatitudes. I uh, had a, a preacher preach for me one time, a young preacher, and uh, he came over, and, well he surrendered to preach under me, but uh, I'd already left that church and gone to another one and uh, he came and preached uh, that night for us and and uh, he called uh, the Beatitudes the Beautitudes, you know. Uh, but they are uh, beautiful, aren't they? Uh, the, uh, the Beatitudes and, and uh, you know, and he said there in verse 6, he said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. When you hunger and thirst after the word of God, you shall be filled. It's very important. Uh, for us to be studiers of the Word of God. And, uh, you know, Paul told Timothy to study, to show himself approved unto God, a workman, right dividing the Word of truth. Not be ashamed of that. Uh, and, you know, uh, a lot of times Christians are ashamed because somebody might come up to them ask them a question about something in the Bible, and if they can't tell them, it's kind of shameful in it if you've been a Christian for a good long time. I remember uh, years ago when I first got saved, I was working over there uh, at Gibbersfield on that bridge, uh, the Gibbersville Bridge on I-24, and uh, uh, I'd just been saved. I mean, I hadn't been saved very long at all. And this one guy asked me about the, uh, you know, the great white, the, the white horse that uh, Jesus was going to ride and all that and, and tried to trick me up. And uh, finally I said, listen, you, uh, you can't trick me up because I don't know what you're talking about. I've only been saved for a while, and so I'm not going to try to explain something I don't know anything about, Okay. I just got out of it, you know. And so that made me study that much harder. You see what I'm saying? That made me wanted to uh, get in the Word of God and, and study Revelation. And I have down through the years. And I've read every kind of book you can think of on the book of Revelation and, and all about the uh, second coming of Christ and, and all those things. And, and so it's been uh, uh, really uh, an inspiration to me. And the uh, more I studied, the more I wanted to study and, and get in, in uh, uh, to those things. So I think I can answer that man's question. Now, he's dead. He ain't going to be able to talk to me no way. So it don't make no difference. But uh, anyway, you see what I'm trying to say here. The thing that thrilled them was that they had heard the Word of God. It thrilled them 
to hear the Word of God. And it does me. It still thrills me to uh, hear the Word of God. I was down at Sessor's Ridge last Sunday morning, and uh, those folks don't have a pastor, and of course the coronavirus has really hurt them, and, and they're uh, uh, 50 miles from nowhere, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, right on the uh, riverbank and uh, in between Hickman and Tiptonville, so they're a long way uh, from uh, anywhere, uh, but uh, uh, it's always been a thriving church, and and God's always blessed them. And I preached lots of revivals down there, and I I've, I've seen God do some great things uh, uh, in that church. But it's really hurt them. And uh, uh, but uh, I told them Sunday, I said, be encouraged, be have patience. I know it's hard for all of us to do, uh, but. Uh, uh, it always thrilled me uh, to go down there. And, and uh, you know, the first Sunday I went, is this, uh, their pastor resigned the Sunday before, and, and they were really down uh, in the Sunday school and preaching too. And, uh, uh, and they wanted me to come back. They always want me to come down there. Every time they do that, a pastor will be down there. Uh, but anyway, I love those folks, and, and uh, they've been good to me. But, uh, you know, and, and uh, they asked me to come back uh, last Sunday, so I told them I would. And we got out in the in the car, and uh, my dear sweet wife said, "Have you lost your ever loving mind?" <laughs> you know, she just says what she thinks. Okay, I mean, she don't uh, she don't uh, 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 kind of uh, put a thought pattern in what she's gonna say. She just says it. But anyway, now we didn't say that to those folks. Okay. Anyway, now they had received it as the uh, authoritative word of God because it came from God. You know, uh, uh, the word of God's been questioned for, uh, what, hundreds of years, you know, and... Um, uh, you know, uh, many folks have questioned whether it's true or not and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, many have uh, tried to rewrite it and, and uh, uh, you know, just uh, took a lot of words out of it. I think, the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, one of the revised versions has 3,200 words taken out of the King James Bible. That's a lot of words, isn't it? So you know that there's something wrong with that, don't you? You see, that's man's opinion. And I don't go much for man's opinion, uh, and uh, I hope you don't either. But anyway, uh, they were excited about the Word of God. And I've always, uh, I just get excited about the Word of God. And Brother James, he, he excites me. He keeps me on my, uh, right on the edge of my seat. And, and because, I, I mean, God has anointed him uh, to preach the Word of God. It keeps me excited. And I hate to go somewhere uh, where that the preacher is like this right here. I'm glad to see you folks tonight. I mean, tickle death, y'all come. Y'all come back again. I would never go back there. Amen. You know, I'm 70, uh, 74 and a half years old, and I still like to get excited. I still like to stand up and not lean on the pulpit. Now, I may have to one of these days. I might have to be in a wheelchair, on a walking stick, whatever. Uh, but I still want to be excited about preaching God's Word. Because it is exciting to me. It, it comes from, it's God breathed. It, it comes right from God. And when it comes from God, it ought to get us excited, shouldn't it? Uh, as we see in the Word of God. So they received uh, uh, the Word from God. Then, uh, uh oh, here's something happened. Uh, and you know, you'd think that uh, if, uh, reading a Bible to me is like current events. What we read here in the Word of God that has been put together in the canon of the Bible, and you know it was written, I think sixteen eleven or something like that. This version, and you know to to see it and to read it and to read a newspaper or look at Fox News, whichever one you want to do. I'd rather look at Fox News, but anyway, the things that Paul wrote about in those days are even going on right now, aren't they? Yes. 
They're happening right now, right before our eyes. It's unfolding uh, right before our eyes there. And he says there uh, in uh, uh, verse, uh, uh, let's see, verse 14 through 16. Here's what he says in the Word of God. Uh, uh, there he said, uh, verse 14, uh, For ye, brethren, became uh, followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For you also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have uh, of the Jews. So uh, he's talking about uh, persecution here. It's a test of faith. And I'm afraid, and Alice was telling me the other night, I don't watch, I watch westerns, okay? Uh, I, I'm a, uh, I just like, I don't like some of those uh, shows on, they're all stupid, and, and most of them are filthy anyway, and so I don't watch it. And I watch uh, westerns, and, and I've seen, uh, seen them so many times, over and over, I can just turn the volume down because I already know the monologue, amen? <laughs> I've seen them so much, you know, John Wayne and, and Audie Murphy and all those guys, you know? Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Al said that uh, they, uh, somebody was having church somewhere up in one of the big cities and some folks come by and, and was cussing at them and hollering at them as they was going in the church. Huh. It's happening in America. Amen. You didn't ever, I never thought it would. When I started preaching uh, 45 years ago, I never dreamed that those things would take place. But they are. They're happening right now. So we got to be uh, on guard uh, tonight. So the Thessalonians had uh, stood true no matter who opposed them. The opposition of the world and of the unbelieving heart is especially brought out when a person uh, faithfully preaches Christ. The world does not want Christ and Him crucified. Does not want Him. Listen, the only hope for America, the only hope for anybody in this world is Jesus Christ. There is no other way. He's the way. The Bible says the way, the truth, and the life. And that's the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And the only way to stop all this chaos, all this mess in the world, is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He can stop it tonight. He can change it. Uh, but God's people have to got, uh, got to get humble and begin to pray that God will do something great in America again. Only God can do that tonight. And use people to do it, but he can do it. So we see in verse um, uh, 15, he says, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always, for the wrath has come upon them uh, to the uttermost. So we know uh, that, uh, and we understand this, when uh, we take our stand for Christ, uh, we can expect some opposition uh, from unbelievers. Now, uh, let, me, let me assure this we uh, uh, Rest assured, rest assured, judgment is coming on unbelievers. Judgment is coming on those that have shake their fists in the face of God and persecute uh, the church of the living God tonight. Judgment is coming on those folks. I hate to be in their shoes tonight. I really would. They don't have a clue what's going to take place, do they? They just don't. Uh, you know, and, and it, that bothers me a great deal. Uh, if I could, I, I'd try to lead them to Jesus, you know. I'm not a, I, I've never seen a man uh, that I was afraid of. Now, there's two things that I am afraid of. is a vicious dog and a snake. A snake on the ground is a rattlesnake. A snake in the water is a water moxin. No matter what kind they are, okay? That's why I feel about them. 
And, and I, I've had some bad experiences with dogs. And, and so uh, it never failed when I went out fishing that somebody have a, a brown, vicious dog. Me and uh, uh, Galen Bicey went uh, uh, soul winning one night, and, and we come up to this house, and, and they had a, a, a bulldog. I mean a big, old, vicious-looking bulldog. And they had him to a log chain. And, he, and I couldn't get to the door because a dog could reach across uh, the sidewalk. And I told Galen, I said, you go in front and I'll go behind you. He said, I'm getting back in the truck, amen. <laughs> and so we didn't visit that folk that night, but I did get to catch them later. But uh, anyway, you know, and so he's a big coward. He's a lot bigger than I am, okay. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, but uh, uh, we know that we're going to get opposition from unbelievers, don't we? We're going to get it. If you're going to be a soul winner for God, if you're going to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't care if you're in grade school, middle school, or high school, or college, or, or out in the public, I, if you stand for Jesus, get ready because you're going to be persecuted. I'm here to, I'm warning you tonight. You get ready for it because it's going to happen to you. But listen, when it comes, you just say, praise the Lord. I've done what's right. You see what I'm saying? When you do what's right, God will bless you for it. I know. I've had lots of experience in these things. And I've been cussed and, and run off and, and all kinds of stuff has done, been done to me uh, down through the years, but it didn't stop me. Matter of fact, it encouraged me to go even harder uh, to win those folks to Jesus. All right. Then Paul's longing for them. Verse 17 and 18, he said in the Word of God uh, there, he said, But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Now, I've got a message I preached on uh, the hindrance of Satan, but that's, that's not what I'm going to do tonight, okay? Uh, so when we have loved ones who are away from us and we get word that they're going through some deep waters of affliction, uh, how we want to drop everything and rush to them. That's the way Paul felt. He was, there was, uh, uh, they were his children in the Lord. And when he found out they were being persecuted, he wanted to get back there and, and uh, defend them and help them and preach them and encourage them uh, that God uh, might bless them uh, tonight. Now, uh, Satan hindered them. Hindered means to uh, break up the road. It's what hindered means. It means to break up the road. And so uh, uh, Satan has broken up the road before him and Paul could not get through uh, to them. I'm telling you, the devil knows ways to break up your road. He knows ways to hinder you uh, from serving God. He'll use every tactic he can think of uh, tonight to try to keep you uh, from serving God. Every kind of excuse you can think of, he'll use that to say, oh, this is Wednesday night, it's hot. I just don't think I'll go tonight. They ain't going to miss me. Yes, they will. They will. I, uh, the last church I pastored on Main State, and I'm not bragging now. Don't, don't get me wrong here. Uh, I, I pastored uh, over 200 for Sunday school and about 300 for preaching. I knew every one of them. I knew them by name. I knew their kids. I knew their husband, wife. I knew their grandchildren. I knew them all. Uh, God blessed me with uh, 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 being able to uh, contain, uh, I guess a good word to say, uh, names. And, and I'm getting used to y'all here. And I'm, I'm going to get you all one of these days. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, you know, I knew them by name. And if they missed, I knew they missed. When I looked out, I could see they wasn't here. Now, most of the time, most all the time, if they were going somewhere or sick or something, they would call me. 
I, I'd stressed that so much down through the years, they would call me. And I, uh, I don't know how your pastor feels, but when I was pastoring, I want people, if they couldn't come, I want them to let me know why they couldn't be there. You know, I, I just the way I felt about it. Uh, and and I, I'm sure your pastor feels the same way uh, tonight. But anyway, uh, they, uh, he'll try to break up the road. Now, we see in verse 19, 20, what is our hope? Uh, tonight. He said in verse 19, uh, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. So uh, Paul asked in verse 19, What is our hope? Uh, what does the future hold for us? Uh, do we have a real hope? A person who is a Christian has real hope tonight. They have real hope, as we see in the Word of God. And, uh, and, um, uh, but if our hope is not in Christ, we have no ground for hope. I like what uh, the uh, Colossians says over there in chapter 1, in verse 27. He uh, tells us uh, in the Word of God. He said, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you got Jesus in you, then you got hope. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, uh, those folks out there, uh, I, I've heard this the other day, there's been more suicides through this uh, coronavirus than, uh, you know, uh, uh, than usual. A lot more uh, people committing suicide. Why? Because they had their hope in their job. They had their hope in, in something out in this world, and they couldn't get to it. And so uh, they didn't know what to do with themselves. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, none of this has uh, really uh, got me down. It just hadn't got me down. I'm, I'm not a person easy to get down. I don't worry. I'm not a worrier. Never have been since I've been a Christian. I've been a worrier. I let Alice take care of all the worry, man. And she does a good job of it, too, I'll tell you right now. But anyway, I'm just uh, uh, telling you all my secrets tonight, amen. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm just not a worrier. And this has not worried me. Uh, because I know that God is still in control, Amen. that God still knows what's going on, and God's going to see us through it. Amen? Amen. going to see us through it. That's a promise, my Lord. He said, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. That's what he said, didn't he? That's what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, we know that our hope is grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank God for that tonight. And so uh, uh, what is our crown of receiving or rejoicing? He says there in, in uh, verse uh, uh, 19 and 20 again, uh, for what is our hope or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Paul is looking forward to the day when this life's journey will be over and uh, he would be in the presence of the Lord along with all of us, uh, folks, tonight. What a joy uh, to be uh, knowing that when Jesus comes, you and I are going to be with him. Amen. One day he's going to step out on a cloud. The trumpet's going to sound. And we're going to hear that trumpet sound. And all the dead in Christ are going to be raised first. And you and I, which are alive, remain up to the coming of the Lord. We'll be to meet them in there. And so shall we ever be the Lord. And he said uh, that uh, uh, we're for comfort one another in these things. So it's a comfort to me to know tonight that uh, this life is not what it's all. It's not, it's not what it's all about. 
It's just uh, uh, we were born, and God had a purpose for every person in this building tonight. I'm telling you, every member of this church, God has a purpose for you being here. Don't you let the devil cheat you out of that purpose in your life uh, tonight. And because he's got something good for you and I tonight. But you've got to listen to him. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God, and he will bless you. This is a, a picture, the time of the translation of the church, and, and when Christ will come for his own to take him, uh, take us to glory. Paul said the real joy that was going to be in his heart as he stood in the presence of the Lamb of God, the one who loved him, the one who died for him on the cross, would be his spiritual children that he would bring with him whom he had led to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And that's uh, one of the joys, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, everywhere I go, uh, just about all in western Kentucky, uh, there's somebody that I know, uh, somebody that I'd pastored, uh, you know, that led to the Lord. And it always blessed my heart. Sometimes now, uh, it's, it's not like, I, I didn't always be, like I said a while ago, you should remember everybody's name. Uh, but uh, uh, being away from folks for a while, uh, I, I seem to forget their name. You know what I'm saying? And uh, anyway, uh, I was at uh, uh, the dollar store yesterday, and somebody, hey, Brother David. I said, hey, how you doing? I had no clue who it was. They had a mask on, okay? They pulled a mask down. I said, you pull the mask down, I'll tell you who you are. And they pulled it down, and I saw who it was. I was at the grocery store at Clinton uh, the other Sunday, and, and a lady came in, Brother David, how you doing? I said, I'm doing this thing. Who are you? Who are you? You ever do that? Who are you? She pulled a mask down. I said, oh, Kathy, okay. I know who you are now. But uh, anyway, you may not know everybody down here. When you get to heaven, I believe you're going to know folks. I believe you're going to know folks that you led to Jesus. I really do. I believe you're going to know your kin folks that, uh, that, uh, that you helped lead to Christ or you came to church with, whatever, uh, tonight. But anyway, that's David Gossam theology, okay? Uh, but uh, uh, listen, folks, we got something to look forward to. Amen. We got something to look forward to. This whole awful old life that, that's going on now, uh, that's not anything to look forward to. But I'm going to tell you something. One of these days, soon, soon, we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And it'll be worth it all, won't it? Amen. Uh, I think Brother Garland sung that song when it's Sunday morning. It'll be worth it all someday. Y'all get that song together and sing it. I love that. I shouted all over that place down there <laughs> Sunday. Had one old lady behind me and I said, old lady, I'm old as they are, but anyway. <laughs> she jumped up and shouted, I'm telling you, it tickled me to death. Amen. I said, go there, old lady, go. <laughs> I thought, I thought after I said that I, to myself, I said, well, my goodness, you old she is, not older. You know. <laughs> you forget sometimes, you know, older you get, you forget. And that's why, that's why us elderly folks can get by with a lot of stuff. Amen. When I go preach different places and I say things, nobody pay on that. Oh, he's just an old man. That's all right. He, you know, he didn't mean it, but I did mean it. <laughs> all righty. I just wanted to share a few things with you tonight. I appreciate you being here.